Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 121, The Other Social Media. Welcome to the Not Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath. We are ready to share a bunch of technology goodness with you, help you tech better. We have been scouring the internets for the past week, trying to find the best stuff to talk about. Of course, I am here with Mr. Dave Baylor. Yes, you are. And aren't you glad? I uh, am. Welcome back uh, to the Pacific Northwest. Thank you. You were in parts unknown. Yes, Southern uh, California parts <laughs> unknown, out in the desert. Yes, and that's quite the antithesis of what we have here oh. in the Pacific Northwest. It's it kind of overcast today. Yesterday it was raining. I saw snowflakes this morning. Did you really? On my way to work, yes. Mm. After being in 90, I think on Friday it was 95 degrees down there. A uh, couple quick observations on my trip. Okay. Technology related. AirPods everywhere. We were at a uh, timeshare resort that my parents are a part of. Um, so it was out in Indio near Palm Springs, near where they do the big Coachella concert, mm -hmm. but it's not a high class resort. It's not, it's not a <laughs> the swimming dive. pool is green yeah. with like sludge in it. No, it's a very nice place, but it's not a super ritzy high end place. But I saw tons of people walking around, you know, whether they were exercising or going, hanging out at the pool. Lots of AirPods, which makes sense because they're awesome. Were they the real AirPods or were they the faux AirPods? They looked like the real AirPods. And actually, one of our friends of the show mm -hmm. has a pair of the faux AirPods. Okay. So I need to connect with him this week, and I want to do a comparison and review. And we, I think we're close enough friends that we could share our <laughs> ear devices with each other. You could just wipe them off with yes. the tissue. Second observation, my wife actually noticed how many Apple Watches we mm. saw around. All ages, uh, We it, there's a lot of older people out in the Palm Springs area. It's kind of known for as a retirement community, so we'd be at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Everybody has Apple Watches. Yeah, and we don't have a link to the story this week, so I'll just quickly mention it. I saw an article today. I, I've had this impression that Fitbit is just not going to make it. They're, they're no. just grasping at straws. There was another article today that's saying... They're not. They're losing market share yeah. and, they're, and Apple's kicking their rear. But this is evidence if you see all these people with Apple Watches. Yeah. And I'm still trying to convince my wife to get one. Best Buy had this great sale last week. I think it's probably not there anymore. But for 150 bucks, you could get a Series 1 watch. Oh, wow. 150 bucks. Sure. It was like half off. That's crazy. So anyway. Yeah. And I've seen some deals on the AirPods this last couple weeks as well. Uh, like, Ten twenty dollars off there because they're starting to. They actually have some in stock, so they can mm -hmm. and some refurbished ones. So keep your eyes out for those. Uh, there's we actually had a discussion in the Facebook Not Nerd group about the AirPods and my sister in law, and we found out her half sister have very odd ears that the Apple the regular wired ones just don't work at all, yeah. and they've tried the AirPods and it's just not a good it fit. They're fit. that small minority. The third observation that this one was just weird. We're flying home Saturday night, mm -hmm. Alaska Airlines, and apparently in the plane we were in, there's kind of a first class, not really a first class. It's probably like a business class. Yes. And then in front of us, there was like five rows of some preferred thing that you could upgrade to where you got like your choice of trail mix instead of just <laughs> cookies. It was like same exact seats, but two rows in front of me. There was family. There was three seats on either side of the aisle. Okay. So I think it was 
either five or six people in this family, from what where I could see my vantage point, three of them were watching movies on laptops. Hmm. Laptop. Three people in the same family using laptops. Instead of like, like iPads a, or an yeah. iPhone or something like that. Which you don't see hardly. Most people are using iPads or just their phones on a plane what, these days. What type of laptops? Were they Chromebooks? They were, were Apple. They? Apple laptops. Looked like a MacBook Air and maybe a MacBook and then maybe a little older one. Hmm. Um, but I just thought it was very interesting to see, especially one family, to be traveling yeah. with three laptops. It's usually the dad or the mom yeah. and the kids have some tablet or something Yeah, and like the that. dad, he did do, he was doing some file management or something for a while. But yeah, just, but almost everybody had a device on the plane, Yeah, you know, on their Person, phone. Personal devices is where it's at, man. In Alaska, they actually have a USB plug in the seat in front of you, which was awesome. So you could just plug in your phone. You didn't have to carry a battery pack on just a you know small short flight, couple hours from Portland to. But how uh, do you Ontario, know, California? How do you know they're not stealing your data when you plug in? Because I use Apple devices. Mm, okay, uh, let's get to the real stuff here. Enough of this spring break 2018 talk. Some follow-up stories. Last week, I kept saying we were talking about the mapping and Google's new yeah. confusing mapping thing, and I kept saying three little words. It's yeah. what three words is that yeah. cool service where any location in the world, there's three words. It's called what three words. So if you were trying to look that up and didn't bother to look in the show notes yeah. where I corrected it, look up what and three, three little words. I it's it's fine. That yeah. would be it's easy to remember. Yeah. Three little words. It's just three. Maybe okay. three small words would be small. better. What yeah. three words. But anyway, what three words is the correct yes. term. Uh, another story, we talked about the Uber, uh, self-driving Uber down in Arizona where there was the fatality. There was some more statistics coming out. Mm-hmm. And Uger, 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 Uger. <laughs> Uber's self-driving cars have been struggling to make it very far in the drive. So they're What do you mean? Well, we'll start with Waymo, formerly the self-driving car project of Google, yeah. said that in tests on roads in California last year, its cars went an average of nearly 5,600 miles before the driver had to take control from the computer to steer out of trouble. Mm-hmm. As of March, Uber was struggling to meet its target of 13 miles compared to 5,600 miles before the driver had to intervene mm. in the... so. As more and more comes out, it sounds like Uber, as they do in many areas, were not doing the best practices and cutting some corners, which is too bad. Uber is the Facebook of the self-driving <laughs> car world. Oh, bold words. True. I think that is a um, disservice to Facebook. Uber's Maybe. done some pretty bad things. Well, Facebook probably has. We just don't know yes. about Well, We'll get to to that after this next one. We mentioned Google Lens in Google Photos last week, mm-hmm. and we were playing around with it after we recorded, kind of trying to figure out some more of the details. <laughs> figure out how it works. Yes. Yeah, it's like- and it's actually, it's pretty cool. So when you use the Google Photo service and you've backed up all your photos on your phone app, mm-hmm. and then you just open up a photo, click on the little button, it'll scan the picture for text. I was looking at one this morning. I went and got free Little Caesars lunch combo today. What? Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. I know. It was a last minute. Th- well, and I was 
about an hour away from you. <laughs> hey, for free pizza, it's worth driving two hours round trips. The holistic cost <laughs> does not work out on that. So I took a picture, and it was the Little Caesars and the uh, whatever store, Cricket Wireless next to it. Yeah. And there was a white SUV out in front. So I hit the little Google Lens icon in the Google Photos app on right. that picture. And it kind of does this weird scanny thing like it's doing some work. I have it up right now. And it scans the text. So it gave me Cricket and uh, Little Caesars. So you could copy that text and Mm -hmm. paste it somewhere else. So if you had a text document, it would be really great for that. And then it also found me three similar cars to the white SUV in case I had taken a picture to figure out what car it was. It was like, here's three white SUVs. Which one is it? Toyota or whatever. So very cool little service. So it's kind of the Google search magic that Google Photos already has, but it's taking data from your pictures and making it available to you. The trick there is that you can't do it through your lens as it implies. You have to take a photo photo. and apply it to an existing photo. Let Google analyze it. Yeah, I wish you could just point it at anything in space here and let it do its duty, but, you know, it's fine too. Uh, You said duty. Yes, I did. Just a little bit of follow-up on the Facebook issues that we got into in depth last week on episode 120. You can go back and listen to that. Some of the things are going on with Cambridge Analytica and our data. Mm-hmm. One quick note I didn't put in the show notes. Cambridge Analytica, all of that data they had was from 2014. Since 2014, Facebook has had stuff in place that blocked a lot of this stuff. Yeah, Cambridge Analytica, they signed a paper saying that they were deleting all that data, which they did not. So that's a big part of the problem, but it is now four-year-old data. So Facebook has gotten better on some things. Elon Musk joined the delete Facebook movement. He went, and a lot of people were curious who he asked before he did this, but somebody challenged him, and he's like, okay, so then the SpaceX and the Tesla and his own Facebook pages were all deleted. I looked today, and it looked like, his maybe was back, his personal one. What do you mean, who did he ask? Why does he have to ask anybody? Well, because he probably pays a lot of people a lot of money to run his social media. Oh. And he has a, um, some investors and there's, things like that. There's still but, other media, social yeah, media. Really, is there? <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah, we're not using Mastodon, Dave. No, it's Friendster. Friendster, <laughs> MySpace. Yeah. MySpace is still there. Yeah. And I, I think I still have a profile on there somewhere. There's got to be something coming along that everybody's going to flock to. It's going to happen. It could happen. Uh, Facebook also quietly paused all new app and bot reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so all this stuff, they're kind of taking a moment here to say, hey, let's make sure we're approving stuff that we actually want to approve um, and making sure that it's not able to do more than it should be doing and. They're facing a lot of public scrutiny, which is a good thing, Mm -hmm. which will make it better. I think Facebook's the next great Facebook. Mm. They're going to reinvent themselves. Oh, boy. I actually did. I deleted, or deleted. (laughs) I did not delete my Facebook. (laughs) I hope not. I downloaded, you can download your entire data archive just to kind of poke around. Some people on Android were having issues where they would download it, and it was showing call logs. Mm -hmm. Now, the headline said... I'll find one of the story and put it in the show notes. The headline said, Facebook on Android downloaded or kept histories of your entire call and messaging logs. Well, mm-hmm. I looked at one of these stories. 
every example they had would be one, like say me and my work voicemail. Every time I had called work to check my voicemail or every time I had called from work, this mm -hmm. was an example, one of the guys called from work to my cell phone to find it in my office or whatever, or every call with my aunt. So it was very specific. It did not look hmm. from what anything that I saw where it was like every single call. It was but what if that specific wasn't... things that could have been on Android where there's a lot more freedom, especially with Facebook Messenger, to tie it into things where maybe something specific was connected to your Facebook account. But what if that person's logs that it was keeping track of was to your lover at a hotel yeah. and your wife saw that, then... That's not good. Yeah. On many well, fronts. It's probably not good to <laughs> yeah. have a lover at a hotel when you yeah. have a wife. But, but there but there are other other yes. reasons too. If there's a I don't know, a domestic yeah. abuse case and you're contacting the police, well what is, you know, whatever. It's like maybe that information shouldn't be yes. logged. The Facebook app on Android was taking some liberties on which data it was collecting. Mm -hmm. But you can download your data, you can go through, you can look at every post you made, every picture. I don't want all it. your friends. I I I, it was not that interesting. <laughs> it really wasn't. Last week, we did our special cut-in to discuss the Apple's education event. It was so exciting. Yes. One of the things that I've seen as I've or heard as I've listened to every tech podcast talk about the Apple event this week is you have a lot of people that do not know anything about the education system mm -hmm. talking about the education system. Mm -hmm. So there, there's a lot of misinformation. A lot of people just don't, they didn't bother to read the specifics on things. One thing, one quote I saw that I really liked was Apple, and I'm butchering this, but it gives you the effect. Apple is focused on education, not the education system. Mm -hmm. So as an example, like, there was the big deal. L.A. school district wanted to buy a million dollars worth of iPads, and there was a lawsuit and all this stuff, which was mostly on the curriculum side because yeah. they never produced the textbooks that they bought these iPads for. They didn't make make digital copies yeah. of them. Yeah. And if you look at what Apple was kind of talking about last week, they weren't saying, hey, your entire school district, every single kid needs an iPad. Apple has a lot of really cool things that can allow you to be creative with education, with the VR, mm -hmm. with video creation, project creation, all this stuff. So I was thinking, man, it would be great even if a school just had one cart of 30 iPads that when it's, you know, history report time, they all go to this classroom and they can do these really cool videos and interactive things. Not where it's every single thing has to be done on an iPad, mm -hmm. but you can do some inspiring education instead of we're going to control every element of education out there. Hmm. Um, I will link to a uh, podcast. It's called the Canvas Podcast, I believe. Mm -hmm. It's Federico Vatici, yeah. who is an Italian guy and Fraser Spears, which Who's I believe is a British guy. Okay. Let's say British or Australian. Yeah. Yes. Um, but they both have some strong experience. They do an iPad podcast, mm -hmm. and they both have a ton of experience in education. So they had a very informative look and did some deep diving between Apple and Google mm -hmm. in schools in education. Because I know you're a big fan of the Chromebooks and yeah. all that uh, stuff. I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of the Chromebooks, but 
for what they're worth and what they do, I think they're a good value for schools uh, where the students have a keyboard to type on. They have touchscreen. You can run apps and stuff like that. They're not best in class. They're not the most fun to use. But uh, from a practical standpoint and when they align with education, they're I think they're really great yeah. for that. Yeah. So that's the education event. If you guys have any other thoughts, please let us know in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. But it is time for our favorite part of the week, Dave's Pro Tip of the Week. Nate, have you ever been in a situation where your phone was on silent, maybe turned on night mode, whatever, and then a call still comes through and you're like, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, how is this getting through to me? I don't understand what's going on. Yes. Uh, Well, I was collaborating with a friend of mine on a project, and when we were done, she said, can you help me find something. I, I got to figure out what this is. She says, when I'm at various places, my phone's on silent. Like, for example, her mother would call and it would ring. And she's like, my phone's on silent. It's turned off. What's going on? I said, well, is she a VIP? Does this have to, something to do with the emergency contact thing? She's mm. like, I turned all that stuff off. It's not. Well, she actually, I was proud of her. She actually found it herself. Wow. And I mean, we were kind of muddling in yeah. the settings together. But there is uh, a feature through the contacts that's not a very well-known feature. So if you want to play along with me at home, I'm opening up the contacts app on my phone. You can also get to this through your your phone app Mm. by hitting the little contacts icon. It's pulling from the same database and many of the, the tools are the same. But what you can do is assign custom ringtones to people. So I'm going to bring up you, for example. Let's see. Your email address is... I'm kidding. Your cell phone number is... I'm kidding again. But if I go into your contact, I can hit edit. And then I can scroll down to ringtone. And yours right now is set to the default ringtone. Well, at the top of the page, there is an emergency bypass switch when I hit that edit button. And one, I can change to a different ringtone if I want. So you can have a custom ringtone. But the important part was, or to note, is the emergency Mm. bypass. If that's switched on, no matter what setting your phone is on, silent or night mode or whatever, a call from that person will come through and ring the phone. Wow. That's what had happened to her. It got turned on somehow. And... Her mother turned it on. Her mother just could get through at any time. She's yes. like, this is not a convenient time Special for you to call. mother override system. So do you have anyone in your contact list that you have on emergency bypass? I, I did not know about emergency bypass, but I am going to turn my wife. I'm going to turn that on for my wife. So okay. please do not abuse that wife. Yeah. Give so, me some privacy here and there. Right. So you'll be in some, you'll be at church or something and you'll be praying and it's all silent in a room full of a thousand people and it'll be like, beep, 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 beep. Yes. Beep, beep, beep. But so, it would still, if I have it on silent, it would only vibrate, right? I don't think so. I oh, think it rings. Wow. So you might want to reconsider. Yeah, Sorry, that's what wife. was happening. She had hers on vibrate and it would still it would ring. It still ring. Yeah. The emergency bypass yeah. goes, cuts through everything. So test it out at home, yeah. players, before you <laughs> put yourself in a situation where that you think you understand it. But emergency bypass is there uh, if you want to use it. I like it. Well, let's move on to some takes, some stories of the week. <laughs> we got a Kickstarter. We haven't had a Kickstarter project for a while. Uh, Arbiter. Arbiter. Yes. There is only one vowel. A R B 
BTR. Share less, share better. So this is your replacement for Facebook, Dave. Yep. Tell us more. I haven't even clicked on the link because I thought maybe this is one you would want to have me guess on pricing. No, but. no I read about this, and the idea is uh, it's a social network thing. And I'm a little fuzzy on the details, but here's the gist. The idea is is that you connect with various friends and you only post one thing at a time. So if I go to the beach and I post a picture of uh, Haystack Rock, I'm like, hey, at the beach, here's a beautiful picture. The people in my circle can determine whether it's appropriate or not appropriate, block it or do whatever. So they're they're curating it for me. But when it comes time for me to post something else, that picture comes down and I post something new. Oh. And so it's kind of a one at a time so like type of thing. Just your profile picture kind of an idea. Yeah. But there there are some settings to where you can disable that and store more. I think what they're trying to communicate is we want to allow people the option of having a very small social footprint mm. and a uh, small social profile that doesn't go back years and years and years. And so it's like, this is what's happening now. I want to share it right now. But when I share something new, the old information is gone. Gotcha. And of course, your friends could always do a screenshot of your photo or download it or yeah. do whatever. But it gives you just one more option for security uh, by keeping stuff keeping your your tail very short so to speak so that's kind of the gist of it um i someone did an article on it i i clicked on it and read about it it's going to be available for ios initially and then android um if it's successful they're going to develop it for oh, android okay. as well and you can go on and read about more about it if you want but i just thought it was interesting you can pledge you know five bucks to support the project um i don't know that they have exactly what i think it's you know, it's going to be free to use, Yeah, but you can get early access and these type of things. So anyway, hmm. if you want to join the wait list, then you can do it. And their motto is share less, share better. Whew. And the idea is that uh, it, since you only have one thing to post, the quality and content is going to be you good. And you're just not going to be spamming people with political articles that you didn't even read. It's like, oh, this yeah. looks like an article that all my friends need to read. Uh, it's going to be more succinct. That's why I've thought about, that's one of my points for Facebook getting better would be to have quotas. Mm. So you could only post so often. Like once a day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this next one, we've got an animated <laughs> YIF. Uh, technology at its finest. Technology meets PDX fast foodie. Now, you're a big fan of ketchup, aren't you? <laughs> well, I, I like it as much as the next guy, but I'm not like a ketchup connoisseur. Yes. And as a side note, Portland Ketchup Company, I think is the name yeah. out here in Portland, uh, they make very fine ketchup. And they my do. family prefers that. And so we've wow. been purchasing it for quite a while. Yes. We don't use a lot of ketchup in our house, but you found, and I saw this as well, Ketchup slices. So the reason I included this to talk about, because you think, what is a catch? Why is this part of technology podcast? Think about the technologic innovation and process that needs to happen to make a slice of ketchup. Mm. That's like a slice of American cheese. Yeah. So it reminds me of the quote from Jurassic Park from um, Ian, uh, played by Jeff Goldblum. Uh, uh, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. <laughs> and yes. I think that's true with this ketchup is why do we need a slice of ketchup? Yeah. Well, they, they will tell you it's so you don't have a soggy bun. <laughs> it's Bose fine foods, B O P 
apostrophe S. Never mess heard of free. These people. So you just pull it out, you unwrap it like you said, like a sliced American cheese, and put it on your sandwich or whatever you're doing. Now, I, <clears throat> it looks like a fruit roll up. Yeah. And it's basically a tomato fruit roll-up, I'm guessing. They probably use a fruit roll-up's technology yeah. to make this. Um, I famously am pretty anti-tomato, but that's <laughs> mostly texture, so this would be fine. I'd try it. It's nothing... Uh, it's so weird. Yeah. But a fast food company might make use of this where they can just easily just stick it on stick there. Stick it and... on there. Yeah, it'd probably be better quality than whatever McDonald's is doing these days. No offense to McDonald's. Apple... Updated iOS this week to 11.3. Now, I think .3 has kind of become their big mid-year update. I seem to remember that with iOS 10 as well. Uh, so 11.3, we got a lot of stuff. Now, one of the big things is a lot of, it's in beta, their battery transparency stuff. After all the battery issues and their battery replacement program, right. you can now go into your battery settings and see a lot of detail. It'll let you know if your battery is too old. My mom yep. was just telling me while we were down in California, she said, my phone, she, I, it's a 6 or a 6S. Yeah. My phone, it doesn't last that long. It's mm -hmm. after a couple hours or it'll just shut off. And I was like, well, for one, schedule the battery replacement. And for two, on iOS 11.3, you'll be able to see it will tell you if your battery needs to be replaced or not. And I went is, and looked on mine, and it's 100% perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's like 100%. Mine's 99%. What? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm using my phone a lot. <laughs> using it more. Yes. Um, I have had mine a day or two yeah, longer than like yours. two or three days longer. So I should check, check it now. It, yeah, check it again. Oh, no. There's also some new Animoji, some new security stuff. Um, they're also putting some stuff in there as far as um, a new little symbol when something's going to be using your personal data just to let you know. Um, so 100% still. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll trade um, you phones for 10 bucks. But yeah, uh, keep your phones updated because there's security stuff in there too. Whatever mm -hmm. phone or device you have, try to keep it updated as much as possible. Uh, speaking of phones, some people were trying to smuggle some phones <laughs> and they were the Chinese police caught them at the border. And how yeah. are they smuggling these phones, Dave? Well, the only way to smuggle is by using a drone. Yeah. One of my favorite toys of all time. And they didn't do it the way that you would think where they load up a drone with phones and then they hop over the border and then they drop them off and they fly it back. No, no. It was much more clever than that. Yes. They took a drone and they strung a cable across this wall or fence or whatever. And then uh, they tethered it over there. They brought the, the drone back and then they would put packages of phones on the guide wire yeah. and they would lift the drone up into the air Causing the dro uh, the phones to slide down the guide wire to its destination. Gravity. Gravity. They would come back down, put another parcel on there, fly the drone back up. It would slide down the cable to the other side. And they would just do this over and over and over again. And they estimated like thousands of these. Wow. They were able to get over the Yeah, because the then you don't have this drone flying over the wall. You just have the package. So you don't have any noise or... Uh, Genius. And it's like, am, am I breaking the law? All I'm doing is making this drone go up yeah. and down. Yeah, I'm sure they, they thought. Yeah. So they, <laughs> If I know anything about China, they're pretty <laughs> lenient on their laws. It was estimated that they could do about 20, there was about 20 seconds per flight, and they wow. could put about 10 phones per trip. Jeez. So about 
1,800 phones per hour per drone. And if you had two of these, you know. Wow. You do the math, Mr. Math Wizard. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> Lots. That is very cool. Um, oh, back to Apple. They just proposed 13 new emojis to the consortium, the Unicode consortium. 13 new emojis with disabilities. Mm. Um, they just thought it would be great to have some, a wheelchair, a, a false leg. A <laughs> you just say that so person. nonchalantly. Uh, <laughs> false false leg. leg. No big deal. I think that's going to be the new eggplant, personally. Uh, it reminds me. Drift. I do. Uh, I'm trying to change the subject as quickly as possible. It reminds me of the new uh, movie coming out, Skyscraper or something with uh, with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh. He's got a prosthetic leg oh, in that uh, nice. show. Yeah, so you've got a mechanized wheelchair, um, woman and man in a manual wheelchair, hearing aid, mm-hmm. the um, walking cane. Uh, prosthetic arm, prosthetic leg, guide dog with harness, guide dog with leash and vest. Wow. They don't have emotional support animal. Yeah. That's and fun tip, your emotional support uh, animals are not welcome into stores, so leave them at home. There you go. A couple security stories. City of Atlanta was hit with ransomware. The whole city. So <laughs> they lost, I mean, you can... The city government. Well, the city yeah, government, yeah, yes. Yeah. Not the entire, not everyone in the city. <laughs> the city government got hit by one of these ransomware attacks, and it was like a week later, and people were having to, police are writing their tickets by hand and reports by hand instead of typing. And Wait, hold on a second. I, I'm I'm leaning around. I see something. What is that? I'm I'm looking here, and I'm seeing the flap of your shirt is up. What is it? What does it say on your lower back? There's a tattoo there. Um, it says one backup is none backup. And please tuck your shirt in. It's more than I wanted to see <laughs> yeah. today. Well, I like to get the word out. It was, I believe it was National Backup Day on Saturday. <laughs> I did not see a lot of coverage on that on no. the news. Um, but yeah, so for like a week they were shut down. They had to bring in this, you know, out of town, these professionals to try to get them back up and running. And they were having to like just rebuild a bunch of systems and computers and yeah because it the ransomware just comes in and starts encrypting all your files and uh they wanted fifty one thousand dollars to um unlock it but again we always say you don't know that it's actually going to yeah. unlock for you 51- pay it and they're they laugh at you and say haha yeah sucker and it, it seems like fifty one thousand for a city organization like this would be worth it. But. I would have paid it, and then I would have fired my IT people. Yeah. In the same, yes. same uh, s- and fell swoop. Just a good story here. You do not want to be the person that gets revealed as the person that opened a bad link or an email or downloaded some application yeah. on your work computer and wiped out your entire city government or your entire company. Well, but it's, I mean, I don't know that's necessarily that person's fault. I mean, if there was a well-crafted email that looked legit and you click on it, it's like not really your fault. It's, yeah. I think it would be more of your backup strategy and True. your virus protection software. True. But be careful on what you're clicking. That does not give you free will to click at random. It's going to happen, but be aware and make sure you have backups, people. I was just talking to somebody today, getting them set up with Backblaze mm-hmm. so that they can have... Online cloud backup. and Well, well, and this would be a good time to mention that if you are at home and in the Portland metro area and you need help with this stuff, 
visit ConsistentTech.com. And Nate would happily yes. make a home appointment to come help and you I'll, out. Even if you're remote or your work needs it or anybody, um, I can help you out. Yeah, you could do a phone consultation. I'll you, yeah, I'll give you free advice. And then once you get a crypto locker ransomware on your computer and you need help, I will charge you because <laughs> uh, you didn't listen to my free advice. So another ransomware story, this one with Boeing. They got hit by the WannaCry ransomware, which yeah. was really big last year. And wasn't this one that was created by the NSA? Yeah, it was using some of the NSA exploits that were leaked. This is um, this is why you don't do stuff like this. It, yeah. Going back to Jurassic Park, you, you create these dinosaurs and there are unattended consequences. Yes. Yeah. And we know that that really happened. That was a documentary, I think. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, so... Boeing, that's that's tough. I would hope that Boeing had a little better IT system than uh, the Especially, city of Atlanta. Yeah, since they're um, government contract and yes. military, I'm sure they have to. But yeah, uh, but it's ugly stuff. Be careful out there, folks, on the interwebs. Especially if you work in city government or for a defense contractor. Yes, um, our popular segment, not news. <laughs> Last week, we talked about that stupid review from Vlad Savlov at The Verge, which right. I keep seeing that, and it keeps just getting me more fired up because he Vlad. he's their headphone professional, and he waited over a year to yeah. uh, review the AirPods. Well, now, this week, he had an article that I happened to see where he reviewed some new wannabe AirPods, but he hasn't even gotten to listen to them yet. He but just he reviewed got to them. feel them and put them in his ear. <laughs> what and is he wrote this guy? an art, whole article on them and said, these could be really cool. I'm excited to listen to them. They've think, got this big, ugly case. Wow. They do have rubber tips. They're made by Huawei, uh, which is a Chinese company, very popular in China. Mm -hmm. They make a lot of cell phones. They're not very popular in uh, the U.S. just because of some regulatory issues and so forth. Um, but, yeah, he wrote this huge article. Uh, they're called the Huawei Free Buds, and they look a lot like AirPods. Um, exact same size, similar yeah. shape, same color. Yes. The charging case is reminiscent of Apple's. Come on, guys. You could at least change the look a little bit. but Yeah. And is the last sentence of his article the key question remaining is whether Huawei has succeeded in copying not only the look, but also the sound and reliability of the AirPods. If that's the case, I don't think many consumers will mind what the FreeBuds are a copy of. Well, it's not only the sound, but the connectivity, the ease of use of AirPods with an iPhone. Yeah. But enough of Vlad. I'm This guy. Ugh. We shake our fist at you, Vlad, yes. and your terrible reporting. Yes. Yesterday was April 1st. We're recording this on April 2nd. It was also Easter yesterday. Yes. It was a big combo. And it was a full moon uh, the day before, I think. Wow. I know. Wild. Yeah. But April Fool's on the internet. There was a bunch of stuff. There was nothing that really... Mm. It's just the video team at all the big yep. companies takes a week. And I avoided something. all of it. I was like, yeah. I, I'm... I'm too mature for this. Yeah. Like, I'm over it. Yeah. They were talking on Twit yesterday. They were kind of looking through them, and they're like, yeah, this was cool many years ago when it would catch people off guard, but it's yeah. like T-Mobile did the sidekicks instead of the sidekick phone. It was yeah. shoe phone. and Well, there's so many with the fake news and all that stuff. It seems yeah. really bad taste yeah. to even do I, that stuff. I think we said the exact same last year. 
thing last year, but it was also the date was four one, and there was one announcement that wasn't an April Fool's no, joke. No, there wasn't, and it is a DNS server, and the IP address is one point one point one point one. They're four ones, four ones. Yeah, and so they. I heard that they discussed actually releasing it on April 1st on April Fool's Day. And they're like, hey, it's yeah. four ones. I mean, the coolest IP address there is. Yeah. And they have this cool new service. It's made by Cloudflare. Yeah. You should explain to our not nerd audience what it is about. Yes. So Cloudflare, first of all, they are a company that does, they have servers and huge internet connections around the world. So if you have a website and if it's a popular website or if you get a ton of traffic or it comes in waves, or even if you're a smaller website, they have different packages. Mm-hmm. But they basically put a copy of your website on all these different servers around the world so that they can kind of direct and distribute traffic to make your website go a lot faster for people. So if somebody from China wanted to visit apple.com, they don't have to go clear to Cupertino yes. to get that information. Right there in China, there's a server nearby that they yes. can get that information from. Yep, exactly. Or if, let's say, you hold your servers in California and somebody tries to do a denial of service attack where they're just bombarding you, mm-hmm. well, Cloudflare can redirect things around to different servers so that your site doesn't go down. So really yeah. great service. And this kind of partners with the DNS, Domain Name service Mm -hmm. is these servers around the world so that we don't have to type in IP addresses to go to a website. They're like a phone book for websites. Notnerd.com has Mm -hmm. an IP address. If we had to tell you every time, hey, go visit 74.208.236.134 and see our latest post, Mm. that's not very fun. So they came up with domain names. So DNS servers match Whatever you type in, notnerd.com, that hits a domain name server and pulls the IP address to get it to the right location. Right. So this 1.1.1.1 can be used as a DNS server. Most people will just use their defaults. Comcast, it's 75.75.75.75 and 75.75.76.76. Some people get fancy and use Google's, which is 8.8.8.8. And um, there's a bunch of them out there. Every different ISP has them. There's open free ones. There's all kinds of use. Well, this one, they wanted to create Cloudflare because they're interested in security. They protect websites. Mm -hmm. But they also, they do a ton of this stuff already, the DNS, and they have these servers everywhere. So they're making, if you put in your DNS settings on your computer or your device or your network, Mm 1.1.1.1, it'll go through their stuff. And it's... They're advertising it as a consumer-based DNS service with some added security features so they can kind of monitor websites that um, should be blocked or shouldn't be getting through to your stuff, protections, privacy, all these extra layers that you don't notice. Plus, it makes – usually there's some tests you can do where if you use this, it'll be a lot faster than using Comcast just because they've sped things up in Comcast. Is Comcast. Yeah. So would there be an advantage to an organization like mine pointing our DNS server to 1.1.1 or is it really going to make a difference? Yeah, for a business. So 
obviously your internal network, you have a server or something that does DNS internally yeah. so you can see computer all the names printers or whatever. And all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for external on your firewall for your business, you could use one of these. And like I said, there's some tests that you can do to see if it does add um, some benefits, speed benefits um, for your organization where it could give you, cause yeah, every company could use a little faster web browsing, yeah. no matter how fast your internet speed is being able to connect to websites faster would be a good thing. Cause we kind of do a lot of that. Yeah. So, uh, maybe we'll do that as a little side project. We'll test yeah. things out and give you guys some results. So 1.1.1.1, if you want to play around with your DNS settings, which I guarantee most of you will not do. No. But it's a cool service. Uh, Cloudflare is also a cool service. And it's brand new and it just happened, so it's worth talking about. Yeah, and it's better than that April Fool's stuff. We're mostly avoiding that this year. Woohoo! Uh, what is the GDPR, Dave? Have you heard of the GDPR? I have. Let's see. Is this the good dogs pray regularly yes it is okay i uh, pulled this up because of easter you know yeah. and we want our dogs praying regularly <laughs> well they should if they're going uh, to heaven oh actually no it isn't that one it is the general data protection regulation oh yeah that's um, less fun <laughs> which is comes out of the european union you're going to be seeing more uh out of this i think it goes into effect in the month of may at some point in may and what it does, uh, the European Union said, hey, there's a lot of websites and services out there that aren't very good at giving you information on what data they have about you. Like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> downloading my oh. Facebook data. Part of the reason why you can do it so easily on Facebook now is because of this GDPR. Okay. Um, Apple's there's some watchdogs. Yeah. So they've created these regulations with very stiff penalties. It's like up to 4% of your profits in a year wow. for your company. They can penalize you. if. It, but I think they basically have a month. Um, any website has a month to give a consumer or a member, whatever, all of the data that they have on them. So we're a pr uh, private organization. And we keep uh, information on our members and their activity. Is this something that would impact us? Would we, if someone asked, would we have to provide that information to them? Even though we live in the United States, like, is this a worldwide thing, or is it per well, country or their partners? Yeah, so that's kind of like Facebook's worldwide. So it's easier for them just to do it yeah. instead of trying to figure out if you're in Europe or not. Mm -hmm. um, so bigger services like that, your organization. Probably doesn't. You'd probably because we're not the service. We're yeah. just using the tool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you could, if somebody did come at you for it within a month, you could probably pull any data you have oh, and give it to them. I could do it in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but these bigger sites are having to. Uh, it's giving a lot more transparency on data. So. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard anything really bad about it. It does put a big pressure on companies, especially like a startup. Like Facebook, they've got tons of infrastructure where they can just create this new tool yeah. or change their tool a little bit. Google has done the same thing. You can download your data. Apple's making some changes um, so that you can do the same thing with Apple. Mm -hmm. But for somebody that's a new startup to have to, when you're first getting your service going, to have to build this into it. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. I Most bet. people aren't doing international services. 
Um, it start May 25th, 2018 is when it uh, goes into effect. Um, I bet so. that Google and Facebook hate to do this. Yeah, well, yeah. They yeah. don't want people to know how much dirt they have on them. Yeah. Then well, people... like that story I talked about with the Android phone stuff, that wouldn't yeah. have come out if this wasn't in the news. Uh, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because people are going to hear about it and it's kind of confusing and you don't yeah. understand what it why all this stuff's happening, but it's because the EU decided that, um, and they have over there, the EU has some uh, right to forget. Is that what it is? Right to be right forgotten. To be forgotten. Yeah. Um, where if you, for whatever reason, uh, have something that happened, you know, got out on the internet about you, um, in the EU, there is a process for making Google and everybody else forget about that. So, yeah, I think the uh, right to forget is... Uh, with, for students who say, hey, yeah. I have the right to forget my test answers. Yeah. Yes, the right to my dog ate my homework. Yeah. Uh, our friends HQ Trivia. Love those guys. The, Scott. The, Scott, playing the game online, the live <laughs> trivia game. Uh, they just land their first advertiser. We've been kind of talking about them and wondering where they were going. Yep. Uh, Warner Brothers signed a $3 million ad deal. Uh, this has been reported. And they're going to do a $250,000 a uh, single game jackpot wow um, around some of their big movie releases so the advertisers not only get promoted they're also sticking some cash into the prize kitty yes. huh that's kind of nice yeah so uh makes it worth it gets gets the buzz going and then i think um they're going to keep i mean it makes sense do these yeah. little ad deals and sure little 3 million dollars you know, like the ones we get here for Not Nerd. If you'd like right. to advertise with Not Nerd, yeah. please contact us anyway. We, we will, will take t- bills of any denomination. Yes. Ones, fives, and tens. Yes. Because that's all there is. <laughs> that's all there is in our world. Uh, you know what's big in our world? Our picks of the week. Dave, why don't you go first this week? Well, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago that one source of all the greatest games uh, that I get are from my teenage children. Yes. And Sam came through again. Nice. He's like, Sam the man. He's like, hey, Dad, can I download this game? I'm like, okay, what is it? Flappy Dunk. (laughs) No, what the (laughs) heck? That might be the best name ever for a game. Flappy Dunk. You remember Flappy Bird from way back? Yes, yeah. You tap the screen, the bird goes up. You don't tap the screen, he falls to the ground. So you have to constantly tap this bird to make him flap. And he's a bird, so it's Flappy Bird. Well, this is similar. You're a basketball, and you flap through space, and you have to drop the basketball through ah, hoops. To get your swish bonuses. <laughs> yeah, and if you miss a hoop, sorry, game over. Oh. And uh, you can get credits to pimp out your, your ball, to change the ball. You can wow. put wings, the, change the color of the wings, the the hoops. You can change the color of. Uh, anyway, this is uh, a fun, dumb little game. Of course, there are ads, and I think you can pay a few bucks to three dollars, two ninety nine. Yeah, two ninety nine to get rid of all the the things. But here, I don't know if you have it downloaded or not. But no, I do not. But I'm here it is. Avo- oh, oh wow! I swished Swish. it. Yeah, if you swish it, don't hit the oh, rim. You're on fire! Oh, I hit the rim and I oh. lost it. So oh, you just gotta okay. tap tap the ball, wow. and, and it's very oh. I blew it. I blew it. I dropped it on the ground. That's not what you're supposed to do. Looks like a fun little game, little quick play, jump in. It's got 4.5 stars out of 
almost 20,000 ratings in the iTunes store. Available on iTunes and Android. So, very cool. Well, my app this week, my pick of the week, is an app. And it is only available for the iPhone 10 users out there. Which I know we have many iPhone 10 users. So, I wanted to talk about it anyways. We actually, we brought this app up. But it hadn't been released yet. Right. The guy had created it. Um, and it is called the Parallax View. Now, Parallax is the perspective stuff uh, where your picture kind of moves on your phone, kind of gives it some depth. Yeah, it's it's the effect when you're riding in a vehicle and you look down at the ground, it's going by very fast, but objects in the distance are moving slowly. Yes. That's uh, the Parallax effect. There you go. Um, so... This guy created this app. It just came out in uh, March, so just this last month. It's got 4.5 uh, stars out of 68 ratings, not quite up to flappy dunk level. <laughs> no. Well, how could it be? <laughs> how could it be? So what it does is it gives you some very cool um, parallax view tests. There's a couple different looks. There's kind of these stack of boxes, kind of looks like a city. So it kind of looks like it pops up. There's also, um, there's a hand, there's kind of these balls. There's the really cool one is this depth one where it looks like it's the void, I believe it's called. That's correct. <laughs> I really wish we had a picture of Dave right now because you're supposed to close one eye. It works best when you're yeah. just using one eye. Because we have binocular vision looking at a 2D piece of glass, kind of the effect's not that great, yes. but if you close one of your eyes, it fools your brain into thinking that's actually yes. uh, a void in the middle of my screen. That and goes. it's also very cool. He has put in some things. It's kind of a demonstration app. He's put some things in there where you can see how it's tracking your eyes and how the camera is kind of moving the perspective. So it's kind of gives you a little view behind the curtain. You look like the Terminator or something with a red eye and then gives you the perspective lines. But it's a free app. If you have an iPhone 10, this is one of those great show off your iPhone 10 because it's using the face ID tracking type stuff. Uh, very cool little app. Uh, hopefully some more comes out of this. They did another thing in the new iOS 11.3. They went to ARKit 1.5, okay. which gives app developers some more accessibility to doing the augmented reality stuff. So right. Yeah, more I think of this the, stuff coming. In the new, uh, with the new devices that are being released, like the new iPad that came out during the educational event, it's got a faster processor and it's able to do this AR stuff. We're, I, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg yeah. on the augmented reality um, items that Apple is working on right now. And so probably in the next iOS update, it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Well, that wraps up episode 121 of the Not Nerd Podcast. We hope that you can now go and tech a little better, know a little bit better what's going on in the world of technology, learn some tips, some pro tips, all that good stuff. Um, so don't forget, tell a friend and go tech better. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Not Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath, and I'm here with Mr. Dave Baylor. Well, hello, Mr. Nate Baylor. We are... Wait, <laughs> Nate Baylor. Nate Baylor. <laughs> Nate Heath. Oh, I think we should start that again. <laughs> okay. Okay. Would it, though? Would it, though? Flabby dong, flabby, flabby dong.